Hi guys, we have a special guest, Andy Slater, joining us here at the barbecue. Andy, thank you so much for being here with us, man. Talk show host, on-air personality, man. The guy that breaks news, Slater Scoop. What's barbecue, up? man. What what what's, uh, what are we cooking today at a barbecue? <laughs> we got some marlin on the grill, baby. <laughs> hey, I'll take it, man. Nice uh, grilled marlin, no problem at all. Actually, you know what, man? I wanted to actually tell you thank you so much because you, you, you're one of the guys that inspired me to, like, really get into podcasting. I remember you always used to do the Friday Fish Fry. We would call in and just, you know what I'm saying, ramble about the Marlins, give a, my whole two cents or whatever. So thank you for that. Yeah, man. no, my, my pleasure, man. I mean, I, I enjoy what I do, and, and I hope people enjoy tuning in like you did and, and participating. And what's better than a sports conversation? People, people argue all day long about politics and everything else. Sports, we can we can all dive into that and have a real good conversation. So I love it, and I'm glad you do too. And you know what's even great that, that you dove into this industry. I think it, more than that, it's about the whole lifestyle that you have, man. Like you you look around at your, your social media, man. This guy's living life. He, he's got his show. He's traveling. He, every other day, I feel like he's in Colombia. It's like I feel like I should call you Andres from now on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you would you wouldn't be the first one. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, I mean, I've been doing my show now for almost 13 years. And through those years, I've heard other people saying, hey, we're going to Vegas and we're going to broadcast live before this boxing match. And it's a boxing match that nobody's ever even heard of the two guys getting in the ring and they don't care anything about it. But they're getting like a, a free trip and they're they're bringing their audience these interviews that they don't even care about or like a, an ACC media day. We're like, we're going to go there. And what I like to do is, is I like to do my show from places that people can kind of attach themselves to and feel like they're there with me. I mean, I'm talking to you right now and I'm looking at the ocean that's 50 feet away from me in a pool with a waterfall in Costa Rica. And that's where I'm doing my show for, for part of this week. And I, I had so many people come up to me over the years I didn't believe it at first when I first started doing this saying, Hey, Andy, you know, I, I tune into your show and I kind of live my life through you. I'm like, huh, what are you talking about? And then they're like, Hey, you know, I have a significant other I'm married and I can't go these, to these places. So when I tune into you, I feel like I'm there with you. And then I started putting it more on social media. So I like, I like doing my show from places where people kind of, kind of can interact with me and feel like they're there with me and, and enjoy it. Not for, not for some free trip to a boxing match, you know, where people haven't even heard of the guy's fight. Yeah, man. Thank, uh, man, thanks again. Once again, thanks you for sharing your knowledge and everything with us, man. Hey, I wanted to ask you about what, what, what particular sport do you really like to, to cover? Is it baseball? For me, it's baseball, hands down. You know, to dive into, it would be baseball. I've always been a huge, huge baseball fan. I love all sports. You know, who doesn't love football, basketball, um, hockey? I've been going to hockey games forever. How about those when cats? It comes, yeah, they're doing, they're doing so, so well. But when it comes to diving into to a sport and really paying attention to almost every single player and every team and knowing it really, really well, uh, there's not enough people, at least in South Florida, that do that for baseball. Uh, I'm glad I'm one of them. And I'm glad you are too. You know, I'm glad you guys cover uh, Major League Baseball and the Marlins because uh, you hear people all the time, oh, there's no baseball fans in South Florida. Move the team. 
like, please, you know, there's baseball fans in South Florida. There's plenty of them. Uh, unfortunately, there's just not a lot of knowledgeable hosts and personalities in South Florida that know enough to cover the team. It's not that they don't want to cover it. It's just that they can't. Now, there are a handful of people, and I know some of them, including yourself, that do. But if you tune into somebody or you watch something and they don't know anything about the sport other than, hey, the Marlins won four to three, uh, then you can't really have a discussion. So I love baseball. I love diving into it. I talk about it as much as I can, and I know you do the same. Talk to me about these Miami Marlins. What are you thinking about the, the, the playoff run that they went on last year, what they're going into this year, the competition we got at second base, first base, we got a little bit of a, a problem because we got Cooper, we got Aggie. You know, what do you share some, share, share some thoughts and, and you got any scoops for us, man? Some slated scoops? Yeah, they're going to win the World Series. How's that for a scoop? I didn't say which year, though. Yeah. No, look, I mean, what they, what they did last year was amazing. Given everything that they went through, I, thought, I, I think that shows a lot about what you have in the clubhouse. It shows a lot about your manager, keeping them all together. Uh, nobody ever counts on them winning anything. Uh, not only did they get in the postseason, uh, they won a series. I mean, they swept the Cubs at Wrigley Field. Punched them in the mouth so and smoked a cigar. They, they smoked those cigars. That was a great image. So what they accomplished last year, I think, says a lot about this group. Uh, Starling Marte, that was a great pickup. And I'm, I'm really glad that they still have him. You know, they, they signed him and said okay to that extension and, and kept him. So I, I feel like this group never gets the respect that they should. I'm not saying that, hey, you know, they're unbelievable. They're amazing. More people should talk about it because – they're going to win the NL East. I'm not saying any of that. But what I am saying is when you turn on your television or you look on the internet and you see these predictions that say the Marlins have a 0.2% chance of winning the division, that's the kind of disrespect that I'm talking about. I'm not saying put them at 30 or 20%, but nobody ever counts on them to, to win. And I feel like that fuels this group. The rest of the NL East, they could beat each other up. Uh, the Marlins, you know, if I had to wager on this right now, I'd be safe. Uh, and I would say they win somewhere in the mid-70s. But, you know, you play this audio in that clubhouse, and they may say, okay, well, that's going to fire us up uh, even more. But just going off of what they did last season, uh, adding some, some pieces, having some good, healthy competition, this team's headed in the right direction. You know, they stuck with their plan, and think, things will get good for them. Yeah, it's truly, truly remarkable what they did. I think uh, it was a game changer that Marte went down right before the postseason happened. It was in yeah. that he got hit. I think that would have changed, like, the whole playoff dy dynamic, maybe against the Braves for sure. But, you know, that's a whole different story. Talk to me about what, what, what's, what, what's been your, your – the look you like the current look you're more the old school the original colors you're more the or uh, the orange i know you you got lawrence levy he likes the orange so <laughs> what's what's your, um, what's your favorite era? you know I, I i don't i don't mind these uniforms and the look at all i thought when they moved to marlins park and they did all the i don't know 29 colors or whatever it was that was a little too like, hey, we're Miami and we have all these colors. I don't, I don't know about all that. I like the current look. 
Um, I'm not picky about those sort of things. Um, if they said to me, hey, Slater, what's one thing we're going to change? You give us something we're going to change. What is it going to be? And I would just say the, the one uniform they have that's black with the black numbers and the black letters, that's kind of tough to tell, you know, who is who if you don't really know. Um, so that's the only thing I would change. But, you know, it's a uniform. Things are changing all the time. I, I got no problems with it. I, I just, you know, I want this team to win. I want them to be successful. And that's the first thing. You got to look, you got to be successful and then look it. Don't, don't go the other way around. Because I used to play, back in the day, I used to play softball. Uh, I was the captain of, of my softball team. Slater and we were the we were the best looking team out there uniform wise, but we were not the best team playing wise. So get, get your team right playing wise. And then, you know, get picky about the uniforms after that. I feel you. I feel you. I, I'm not going to lie. When the guys uh, got into the playoffs last year, I choked up. I was in, I was in Georgia filming a movie and it was just like, I was in the middle of Braves country, but I was just choking up. I was like, damn, the guys did it, man. And, and that pride that you talk about, like they, they really showed up and it doesn't matter what they wear at the end of the day. Um, and I, I agree a little tweak to the black uniforms. I think uh, the, the, like a final touch to it would be like maybe pinstripe pants. Just throwing that out there. Well, look, I mean, we know that Derek Jeter is a great Yankee of all time and a great baseball player of all time. And I don't think it's any secret even though he won't say it publicly, like, hey, you know, we're trying to make this like the Yankees in many aspects. But you look at the outfield wall, I, I like blue better than the green that was out there. Um, there's a lot of things that they're putting in place that are the Yankees style and the Yankees way. And I got zero problem with that. Because if you go up to anybody and you're like, hey, what's the, class, what's the classiest organization, best organization in baseball? Everybody says New York Yankees. And if they don't say Yankees, then they're a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a good model to, to follow. There's nothing wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? They're, they got the most championships of all time. So I got uh, zero issue with it. Continue to follow the Yankees model um, also on the field when it comes to winning, too. Well, a couple, couple more things real quick, and we'll get you out of here, Andy. Um, yeah. I was wondering, what, what's your, your favorite Marlin of all time and your favorite era to, to have covered? It could be from the pro player days to Marlins Park days to – go ahead. Well, I think it's easy to say the, the favorite – my favorite time with the Marlins would have been 1997, actually. Uh, I, I don't know if many people know this, but I actually used to work in the clubhouse with the Marlins. This is before my media days. This is how I kind of got involved in baseball. So I worked with the Marlins organization and just being around the players and so close to so many teams and being on the field and uh, being there for that World Series on the field as well, being a bat boy, uh, it, it was an experience like no other. So from that standpoint and from my viewpoint, it's definitely uh, 97. And as far as players go, gosh, I mean, I, I, I met so many personally and, and still know so many now. It's hard for me to really narrow it down to one. Um, the one thing I, I will say, and some of your audience may remember this guy, because I used to work in the visiting clubhouse. So whoever the Marlins played, that's the uniform that I would be wearing and I would be a bat boy for them. 
And I had, I always had on a Florida Marlins hat, uh, even in the visiting clubhouse, because I was working for the Marlins. So I have on a Florida Marlins hat and um, Randy Myers, who was a great closer at the time he was with the, the Chicago Cubs, I believe. He came up to me and he said, uh, hey, if I see you wearing that Marlins cap in this clubhouse again, I don't remember what his words were, but I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then the next day I was wearing my Marlins cap and he took my Marlins cap off and it was like my favorite cap. He took it off, he put it on the carpet. He put his foot on the bill of the hat and pulled up the rest of the hat and ripped it to shreds. And I was like, are you kidding me? This dude, this dude had a stun gun in his locker in the clubhouse. I mean, I don't know if that, that could be a scoop for you right there. I mean, I'm going way back. Um, but the things that went on in clubhouses before definitely cannot go on now. I mean, you got cameras and, you know, you got everybody looking after you. But when I was working in those clubhouses 25 years ago, oh, geez, I, I got I got stories. I mean, that's one out of probably 10,000. There you have it. Andy Slater bringing a hell of a scoop here to the barbecue. Thanks for sharing, Andy. Hey, um, you, have, you wouldn't happen to have any pictures? You got to uh, have a picture from back in the day. You got to drop that on social media for people to trip it out and laugh with us. I, I do have pictures. I, I have pictures actually when I had hair. I haven't had hair for a long time now, but it was, um, I want to say 96 or 97, one of those years, there was a fad going on in baseball where all the players were dyeing their hair blonde. So I said, you know what? I mean, I put a uniform on, I'm a bat boy. So I'm going to dye my hair blonde too. <laughs> and uh, they did like a little quick feature during the game on me. And uh, the camera was on me showing my, my blonde hair. So I'm sure there's a picture or video of that running around somewhere. And then um, coincidentally, about a year after I dyed my hair blonde, um, I didn't have hair anymore. So I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if that had something to do with it, but it kind of went hand in hand. You, uh, you mentioned that you used to play uh, softball. What, what position did you play? Um, every position, really. I, I wanted to be a pitcher because I wanted to be involved. I like being involved in everything I do. And the most involved you could be in softball or any sport or baseball, at least, is a pitcher. You know, it's one of the most important parts. But I think after I issued, like, six consecutive walks, my uh, teammates were like, hey, look, <laughs> you, you got to go, go into the outfield. So I went from pitcher to, I think, right field. That's where the least amount of balls get hit. So uh, – that that's where I was, right field. Not you, not my preference, but lefty, it was all right. Lefty or righty? I'm a righty. Yeah, You're not righty. a good righty, but I'm a righty. <laughs> all right, Andy. So we're gonna get into the final segment. This is a, a fun little segment that we have here on the barbecue. It's called this or that. This or that. Okay. All right. So over at first, you got Aggie or Coop. I go, I go Aggie. Something, you know, I love Coop. I think he's great, but just something about Aguilar, I, I, I just, I like. I can't pinpoint it, but I, I want to I see more of him. He like, he, he brings that good energy to the table. He sacrificed yeah, arepas, just, man. He brought, he yeah, I, I like arepas him. this season. You like arepas? <laughs> you like arepas? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I mean, it's not my probably top 50 choice, but... <laughs> 
you know, if I'm hungry and you give me an arepa, sure, you know, I'll take one. All right. All right. The next one's uh, Cooper du uh, Duvall. I got to go with Coop. I mean, I've been following Adam Duvall for years now, and I know he was hitting a ton of home runs in Cincinnati, went to Atlanta and all that. Um, but I, I, you can't just bring in Adam Duvall and you ask me who do I go with, and I say Adam Duvall. No, I mean, Coop's paid his dues with this team. He's a good player. If given the opportunity, I think he hits a bunch of home runs and does very well if he can stay healthy. So right now I go Coop. If you ask me in a couple of months, maybe I go Adam Duvall. But right now, Coop. Isan or Jazz? I got to go Jazz. And the reason I go Jazz, I, I just like how Jazz, not that Isan isn't young. I just, I, I like Jazz's energy. Um, they wound up sending, I believe it was Zach Gallen, right? He was doing really good. Uh, Michael Hill at the time, he sent uh, Gallen to Arizona. Get back Jazz Chisholm. Cool name. Um, Eson last year, you know, he had every single right to opt out, and he did. Then he wanted to come back. Jazz, you know what? Without saying anything more, I go Jazz. Bet. All right. So final part of it is we're here, and I'm offering you, you want some ribeye or you want some churrasco? Oh, man. Well, you know, it, it, I hate to say it depends and not just give you a straight-up answer, but, you know, I'm a steak guy. I'm a foodie. So if you give me a prime ribeye, and I mean, it's a really, really good ribeye, you take the ribeye every single day over the carrasco. But if you're giving me a ribeye from, let's say, like, you know, some chain steakhouse, and then you're giving me a nice carrasco next to it, I, I love that carrasco flavor. Because if a ribeye isn't good, it just it it's not going to be a good selection. So if I'm going to a really nice place, I go ribeye. If we're just like going down the street or something at some small joint that's like whatever, I go to Roscoe. I hope I didn't screw that part up with your segment, but no. the foodies that tune into you, like they'll, they'll feel me on that. And it's got to be medium. If you go anything over medium, like you might as well just not even order a steak. Don't waste your money. There you go. There you have it. That's that's facts, man. That oh man, you got my mouth drooling over here. <laughs> I mean, I, I go out to dinner with somebody and, and they say, Oh yeah, I want it well done. It's embarrassing. You know, and and then they ask for some A1 with it. I don't know how you I'm are with this thing, but, no way. but I'm being straight up. I mean, even if it's you, it's I couldn't go to dinner with you if that was the case. It would nah. be embarrassing. I would this Marlon's man, cool. you brought him up. <laughs> he he orders his he orders a filet which has no flavor at all. People just like fillets because they're easy to cut and there's no fat and there's salt. But if you're a steak person, you're not ordering a fillet. So if you order a fillet, that's mistake number one. And mistake number two is getting any type of steak well done. He does both of that. So it's like, come on. I mean, a fillet well done, he might as well ask for some steak sauce on the side too, just to hit the trifecta of, of a horrendous order. <laughs> I would I, I, the move I would pull. I would be like, I'll have what Andy's having. Exactly the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that 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 would be a good move, man. It would be a great move. All right, uh, you bringing a choice of beer, or liquor? What you having? Liquor. I'm not a beer guy at all. The only time I will have a beer, and, and this is the the absolute example, is if let's say I go to a gentleman's club. I'll be nice. I go to a gentleman's club, and I'm going to be there for like an hour and a half or two hours. And I don't really want to drink. I just want to look around. I'll order a beer, just babysit the beer. 
take a couple sips every now and then and just always have that beer in front of me. But if I'm going out a nice night out and I want to chill and lounge and, you know, listen to some good music, I always go vodka, vodka soda. I prefer Tito's. I'll take Grey Goose or Belvedere, but definitely liquor over beer. Okay. All right. Bet. See, that actually, I broke that down better than your uh, question about first base and second <laughs> base, actually. You, uh, you going seafood or you going uh, steaks? I know you're big into uh, Joe's Stone Crab. You, you give me the choice, I go seafood. But it's got to be, be stone crabs or king crab claws. You know, I'm not – if you give me a choice between a nice steak and shrimp, I mean, come on. Like, I'm going, I'm going steak. But if you give me Joe's stone crab, I'm going Joe's. Absolutely going stone crabs and South African lobster tails, king crab claws. How do you say no to that? You say yes twice. On a question for you, what you bring into the barbecue? The first thing that came to my head is chicken. I know it's very simple and I should bring the steaks, but it's just easy. I'll go run down to the store real quick, pick up some chicken, make sure it's nice and tender and juicy, a little seasoning on it. I could eat chicken all day long. I could eat everything all day long. But the first thing that came to my head, if you're inviting me to a barbecue, uh, like, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to order in the steaks that I get from Chicago, have them overnighted. Uh, I'm just going down the street, picking up some chicken and bringing it over. And I hope you got the rest. I mean, I mean, we could delay the barbecue if we got to wait for the steaks. I mean, we'll wait for the steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you asked me right, right there, what am I bringing to the barbecue if it's this afternoon? I'm just going to grab chicken. If you give me a heads up and you're like, hey, I'm planning a barbecue in two weeks from now. What can you bring to make it really nice? Then I'm saying, okay, I'm going to overnight some prime steaks, maybe some Australian Wagyu, put that on the grill, and we're going to be eating really well. Yeah. So it, it all depends if the barbecue's this afternoon or in two weeks. I'm kind of specific about everything, as you can tell, but it does play a difference in my selection. Yeah, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Slater, man. Andy, thank you so much for joining us here on Marley's Barbecue, man. Uh, whoo. Wow, man. Thank you so much. Um, hey, any, anytime. Anytime you want to talk food, I'm, I'm there for you. Travel, I'm there for you. And also uh, baseball. I could talk a little bit about that, too. Can't wait till this pandemic is over and we can get back to the reality of meeting up with people again. You know what I mean? Like, all of us. All of all us. That. Absolutely, man. Hopefully it'll well, be very soon. Well, take it easy, Andy. Good talking to you, my friend. Thank you for having me.